following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. So turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 8 through 20. Again, uh, that's page 857 in the Pew Bibles. We read this text last week, so it may seem familiar to you. Um, and we talked about the angels and their message, and this week we're going to focus on the shepherds and their response to the message. So let's look at that text again together, Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And the angels went away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, again, we ask that your word would come alive to us this morning. That your spirit would be at work in our hearts. We pray, Lord, that the book would live to us. And we would live to it. Bring us alive by the power of your spirit. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So last time, uh, I started off with a reminder from Scripture that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And that's a quote found in James 4, 6 and 1 Peter 5, 5, which are both quotes from the Greek version of Proverbs 3, 34. And our text here this morning shows us that God is serious about this issue. The angel of the Lord, accompanied by the heavenly host of angels, was sent to certain poor shepherds in fields where they lay, keeping their sheep. They didn't go to the king of Israel. At the time, Israel had no king, just a Roman governor. They didn't go to the high priest at the temple in Jerusalem. They didn't go to Sanhedrin, to the ruling class of Israel, of the Jewish people. Instead, they went to shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks at night. I want to um, bring you a bit of probably uninteresting information, um, just because I'm a Bible nerd, and that's how it works. Um, There are some that say, well, if the shepherds were keeping their flocks 
out in the fields at night, it couldn't possibly be December because December is winter and they don't do that in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Right? Disproved. Well, um, first of all, it's important to remember that Israel is not in New Hampshire. And winter in Israel is quite different uh, than it is here. It is cold and rainy um, from November to March, much like it is here. Um, But there is actually absolutely no proof or or evidence to say that just because the shepherds were outside at night um, that it couldn't possibly be December. There are lots of reasons why December 25th has has been named as the birthday of the king. Um, Most of them are actually unimportant um, to be honest if it were important it would be clearly lined out for us in scripture Um, but if all we have to go on is conspiracy theories uh, we're just wasting our time so it really is an important um, uh, December 25th is a fine day uh, to think about so I told you you wouldn't be interested in that at all yeah all right so yeah closing prayer after that one So anyway, instead of wondering about what you've never wondered about before, how about wondering about this? Why would God choose shepherds to be the first recipients of the good news of great joy? That was for all the people. Why choose shepherds? They were people. That's really the important part. Um, I'm not going to pretend to give you a definitive answer as to why God chose shepherds. But I think there are some things, some common themes that might lead us in the right direction. I think the first hint is found in Psalm 23, in verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's not a funeral, it's not Christmas. Here we are, Psalm 23 and Luke 2. The Lord chose shepherds, maybe, because the Lord is a shepherd. Jesus said in John 10 that he is the good shepherd. 1 Peter 5.4 calls Jesus the chief shepherd. And Hebrews 13 calls Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep. Maybe he chose shepherds because he is a shepherd. Well, choosing shepherds also is pretty consistent um, for the Lord. Have you ever heard of King David? Ever mentioned him before? The angel Gabriel told Mary back in in chapter 1 of Luke that the Lord God would give give her son the throne of his father David. Right? You... Do you remember what, uh, anybody remember what David's occupation was before he was anointed king? He was a shepherd. I say, I'm not telling you anything new. He was a shepherd. Do you know where he was from? Bethlehem. Where these shepherds were. Shepherding in the same fields that King David watched over flocks. Shepherds um, were not high on the social scale. Um, You didn't go to school to be a shepherd. Um, 
It was a trade that you were born into, not one that a person would aspire to. Um, Shepherds were considered ceremonially unclean, and their work kept them away from the temple for weeks at a time so that they couldn't be made ceremonial clean, ceremonially clean. This is a humble profession and a clear demonstration of God opposing the proud but giving grace to the humble. I also think that God may have chosen shepherds, men of low position, so that we could all identify with them, regardless of our position. Paul wrote about that idea in 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31. He says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. Can you say amen to that? I look around and say amen to that. Yeah. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Now, I am, I am 100% positive I have not shared any new information with you. I'm sure that if you ever sat through a Christmas sermon, ever, you may have heard these same things um, about shepherds. But I'd like to do, what I'd like to do is look a little closer at what the shepherds did. And if, and if they were really chosen so that we could relate to them in their humility, maybe we can learn to follow their example as well. Um, So first of all, to start out, what were the shepherds doing? They're, they're, They're doing their job, right? They're just doing their thing. They weren't meditating and plumbing the depths of their understanding of the universe. They weren't glowing in the dark and levitating, right? They're just out there doing their job, going about their business, and God shows up, right? They're doing their daily routine, and the angel of the Lord appears to them. Again, there's nothing mysterious about this. It just reinforces that it wasn't to the wise and the learned and the worthy that God chose to speak to. It's just ordinary guys, just regular people doing regular things. And if God chose to use those ordinary guys, there's certainly hope for us to be used by God as well. Last week, we talked about the angel proclaiming the good news that the Savior had been born in Bethlehem. And then the heavenly host shows up and declares the results of what the good news would be, right? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace with whom God is pleased. Now, at this proclamation of the gospel and this declaration of its effects and benefits, what do the shepherds do? Well, the very first thing that they do is they believe the message, right? They believed the gospel. Now, think about the story of Gabriel showing up so far in the book of Luke. Half of the people he showed up to didn't believe what he had to say, right? Zechariah didn't believe the angel. He doubted and was struck dumb for like six months or 
three months, right? For a while, right? I, I can attest. A day is long enough, right? It's three months he couldn't speak, right? But the shepherds believed what the angels told them. They believed the gospel. They believed the good news. They believed what the angels said, that a Savior had been born to them in Bethlehem. How do we know that? Well, verse 15 says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and let's go see what has happened. This thing that, the, that has happened that the Lord has made known to us. They believed the message and they acted on it. Faith was the first step in their journey. It was by faith that the shepherds sought out the baby in the manger. And that's important to understand because they didn't just they didn't just have faith. They didn't just believe the good news and then go back to what they were doing. Their faith prompted them to move. Their faith prompted action. All right. We live in a time where it is very easy to say very comfortable in our faith what we believe, but we don't do anything about it. Like, I mean, showing up here on a Sunday morning, that's like, that's a big deal. Like, I really exercise my faith by going to church. And you can see how many people don't exercise their faith by not coming to church, Right. If this is a, the test of our faith, we have some work to do, right? We have some work to do. So the shepherd's faith prompted action. They went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. The shepherds ran into town. I don't know what happened to the sheep, but the shepherds ran into town. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby, but that wasn't their only action. Just go stand at the door of the, the mouth of the cave or whatever and see all well, the angels were right. Hmm. And back home again. Right? When they got there, they told everybody what the angel had said. They shared their story. What I think is interesting is when the Bible says that uh, everybody who heard it wondered at what they had said. So, again, our Christmas cards show Mary and Joseph and the baby, and like some camels, and a donkey, and then the shepherds, and wise men. The wise men were not at the manger. Okay, just forget the wise men for now. Study the book of Matthew. Um, there were other people there as well. And again, we don't know who they were. We don't know how many people they were. Um, the innkeeper sends the, the pregnant lady to the barn, you know, might have sent some help. Somebody might. Somebody else might have been staying there too. They may not have been the only people that showed up in Bethlehem. It's like, well, we have a hundred rooms, but you're 101. Out to the barn, right? Who knows how many other people were there? But everyone that heard it wondered. When they, uh, verse 17 says that when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Now there we get another glimpse of into uh, Mary's personality. Um, 
taking these things in and pondering them in her heart. Now, it may have been Mary who told Luke these details, right? She was still alive when this gospel was written. So she may have been the one that Luke interviewed to get all of these details in this orderly account that he has recorded for us. Mary, Luke, the shepherds, they're all doing the same thing, sharing their story, how God interrupted their normal with the news of great joy that shall be for all the people. And where the angel was the first evangelist, the shepherds followed in his footsteps. Verse 20 says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So the shepherds go, they see, they tell, and then they leave. They go back. They do go back to home. They go back to normal. But they're not the same. They have a different story to tell. They have new things to tell people. And they glorify God and praise him for all they heard and seen. The angel had told the shepherds about the good news of great joy that shall be for all the people. But how are all of the people supposed to find out about the good news of great joy? Through the shepherds. They, they were the ones that started it. It was through them. I think that's awesome. He didn't, uh, my, my youth pastor growing up, had a had a sticker on his computer that said God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called right and that really that really stuck with me for a, a long time and maybe not in not always in good ways cuz I am um well I guess until uh just recently I was not at all qualified to do the job that I've been called to do okay now I have a degree, so I can't say that anymore. So I kind of want to send it back. I, but the truth of the matter is that God uses who he will use to accomplish his will. Whether it's a learned Ph.D., you know, whatever, or not. There is no scale like the most useful versus the least useful. God uses who he will use, and it doesn't matter. He gives grace to the humble. You can be humble with your doctorate of divinity, um, and you can be proud of your zero degree in nothing, right? Um, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. The shepherds, just like the baby born of a virgin in a manger, were God's surprising vehicles of grace. The shepherds went back to their field, back to their families and their friends, and they told them all they had heard and seen. They testified to all that God had done. They shared what they themselves had witnessed. And the shepherds are not unlike us. Think about when you came to faith in Christ Jesus. Most of us were just going around doing our ordinary stuff, right? Just doing life when God interrupted like the shepherds, we believe the good news that a Savior had been born to us. And like the shepherds, 
We must act on that faith and tell others all that we have heard and seen. Nobody can argue with a changed life. It's our greatest tool for evangelism. And that's how evangelism works. No one is going to hear the good news of great joy that shall be for all the people if those who have experienced that great joy, if they don't tell them. If we're waiting for people to show up here to hear about Jesus, we might as well shut the doors. That's the truth. The church is supposed to be on mission, telling our story of what God has done in our lives, what he did for us on the cross, out there. And then we can gather here and worship and fellowship and read God's word and be instructed. All that is great. But that's only half. It's only half. If you're counting on the paid professional to do that work, you are going to be disappointed. And if you're counting on me to do all that work, I'm going to get another job. People are not lining up at the door just to hear me preach the gospel. Hungry to hear about their sin and their salvation. But our friends and our family, our co-workers, our classmates, they need to hear our stories of how God interrupted our normal with the gospel. If God could use those guys, those shepherds, to tell the world about his son, think about how consistent that pattern is. It goes from shepherds to fishermen and tax collectors and just normal, regular people They changed the world by the power of the Holy Spirit with the good news that Jesus came to die for us sinners. If God could use those words to tell the world about his son, he can certainly use us. So let's pray for opportunities to tell our stories. Let's always be ready with an answer for the hope that we, can, that we profess. So like those shepherds, we too can be surprising vehicles of God's grace. May his name be ever praised among his church. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and for the challenge that you've laid before us. I pray, Lord, that we would be faithful to go and preach the gospel to all the nations teaching them to obey all that you have instructed us. Lord, I pray that we would be obedient. We wouldn't just feel guilty now that we haven't done it right, but feel convicted now to go and do it from this moment on, to share the story of what you have done in our lives, how you've made us new creatures, and what Grace is available to everyone who would call on the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice for us. We thank you for dying on the cross in our place. And again, if there's 
if there's anyone here in my voice who has not turned to you in faith, I pray they would ask for your forgiveness, accept Jesus as their Savior, and follow him the rest of their days. Lord God, we do love you. Give us opportunities, we pray, to act on what we know, what we have heard, and what we have seen, just as you've told us. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.